Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm Ellie Krieger, and in this episode, I'm talking with Anita Yokoda, whose background as both a licensed therapist and interior designer makes her uniquely attuned to how the home environment affects our well-being. Her new book is Home Therapy, Interior Design for Increasing Happiness, Boosting Confidence, and Creating Calm, and it comes out in December. She's here to share the whys and hows of optimizing natural light in your home. And listen, because she reveals the answer to the number one question she always gets. What's the perfect white paint color? So Anita Yokoda, thank you so much for joining us here today. It is great to have you here. And I'm just fascinated by your career path because it's really not every day that you meet a licensed therapist who is a designer. So tell us how that came together for you and how that actually works. Well, it's, it's actually a, a fabulous story to share. Um, I went to graduate school for licensed, you know, therapy, um, first. And when I had my third daughter, um, I went back to work and as much as I loved it, I knew my emotional plate was full. I had three little girls that I adored and I loved and I would come home and I was emotionally exhausted. Because you were also practicing as a therapist, like Absolutely. doing counseling for family yeah. therapy. As Yes. And so I had 25 um, clients, you know, outside of the home that I emotionally nurtured and loved and, and wanted to help every week. And then I came home to three little darlings. And um, I just knew my emotional plate was quite full. And um, but I, I still wanted to help people. I'm just such a helper kind of personality. At the same time, I was on the side constantly telling my friends which home goods store was the best in the neighborhood, um, you know, paint and DIYing on the side. And that was just always something that I love to do. And so my sister said, well, Anita, why don't you just start an Instagram account and just show people what you're doing for fun? And I said, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody's going to care. No one's going to see it. Just, just do it. And so little by little, I started and um, I really loved it. And so that kind of started my passion towards design. Uh, my dad's an architect. And growing up, I loved his um, mile high pile of design books. And my mom also had a passion for um, just redoing her, you know, the house. And I loved rearranging furniture. We were just a very, we're a house full of creatives by nature. Well, so, your Instagram is certainly has exploded from that humble beginning for sure. And it's so, so and your aesthetic is just magnificent. I just, I just love it. It makes me feel calm just looking at your website and stuff. So, so but it's what's interesting is that you didn't abandon the therapy aspect, really, that you really did tie these things together. And so I'd love to ask you, I think it's a very unique and wonderful, and I do think that your, your built environment, the surroundings that you're in, definitely affect your well-being. From, for you, from a professional point of view, how can home design, in general, make you feel better? Well, what's really interesting is even when I had 
therapy clients, unbeknownst to even myself, I was already implementing my home therapy methods, even with them, because one of the first things that we were taught as therapists was helping um, them observe their own home environment. And even when I visited their homes, the first thing I would do is observe their, how they organized their home themselves. You know, I would step in and just do a scan. And if it was super disorganized or if it was super sterile, you automatically could tell what their emotional climate was, you know? So, um, and then from there, I could help them maybe reorganize certain areas that would cause conflicts. You know, maybe the entryway was so messy and that caused a lot of yelling and screaming um, about the, the getting ready for the day. Or, you know, there were certain pain points in the home that would cause relational conflicts because of certain physical environments that would cause the relational conflicts, you know. So um, it was very interesting how our home affects our relational. It's all very intertwined. Yeah, it really is so fascinating that way. I mean, the way we organize our home, I think is what you're saying, is a reflection of what's going on inside of us, but also the opposite. What's happening in in the home can affect how we react to things in life. So there's both. And I think it's important to know that you don't have to have like a million dollars to like, this isn't about costly changes necessarily. This is maybe about organization or maybe restructuring or looking differently at different spots in your home. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And, and also not just organization, but sleep. Like for you, Ellie, you talk about wellness. So it could be about sleep and wellness and self-care. You know, whether it's, I mean, maybe it's um, a young mother um, who needs just maybe Um, some wellness of self care, maybe she's not getting enough sleep. And so there's maybe some situational depression, um, you know, because she's taking care of so many other people in the home or young children or, and she's not taking care of herself. So maybe helping her with her sleep habits in her own bedroom, whether it's paint colors or bed linens that are breathable. So she's getting better restorative sleep, a sleep ritual, um, the bathroom, you know, whether it's, um, you know, organization there or um, bath linens or the bathtub, as far as bath salts and having bath storage, like there's a plethora of things that um, can be discussed and organized and, you know, um, styled. There's just so much that I think that we don't think about that can be um, yeah, just strategized for everyone. And so the one thing as we home in on one thing, because this is one real good thing, Mm -hmm. the one that you picked of all of these different elements is to optimize natural light in your home. So let's drill down into that a little bit. Okay. Why is that important? Why is that the thing that you picked? I mean, obviously it, it stands out to you as super important. I feel like that is the most relatable for all of us because we all have um, some kind of light or we have some kind of lack of light issue, you know, all of us. So um, serotonin is a natural mood booster. And so all, all of us either really, really need it 
or we want more of it, right? Because we all lead very, very busy lives and we all could use more of a natural mood booster. So, so and this is a brain chemical, by the way, just for people who yes. might not know, a serotonin yes. is a brain, a feel good brain chemical that our body yes. produces. I, I call it the happy, the happy, happy hormone. <laughs> and so natural light. So the, the national Institute for mental health found light affects brain areas that regulates mood. So serotonin and light, um, directly can affect our moods. And so the more light that we can bring into our home, such as natural light through windows and uh, maybe bringing in mirrors that can reflect lights or into our rooms more can really help bring in that natural mood booster. So that's why I love interior design because I can help my clients, um, my audience through social media and my blog really increase that happy hormone into their home so they can feel better. So getting more light into your home is one way to help potentially increase the serotonin and make you feel uh, happier at home, have a more uh, deep sense of well-being. And so here I am living in New York City and literally two of the rooms in my home literally face a brick wall, right? So some of us have a little more natural light than others, just by virtue of the place where we live. So how do you, even if you're maybe not flooded with light naturally in your home or where you you live, how do you optimize the light in your home? Even if it's, if you're in a city and it's potentially limited, how do you go about doing this? So I'm, I'm really, really, I'm really happy that you asked because there's a few options. So um, if you have, you know, the liberty of having like windows, then it's really nice to add mirrors where you can. So you can hang mirrors on a wall or say if you have the luxury of a fireplace, then propping them on a mantle. Um, but even if it's a small little narrow wall, you can, you know, hang it with a nail and just have mirrors as much as you can and have that chance for reflective light. Even on a coffee table, they have mirrored trays and having light reflective, you know, from a horizontal kind of space off of a table or a coffee table gives it a good chance to reflect light as much as you can. So that's one way as far as interior design tools, I call it home therapy tools. Um, but if you really have a dark room, like say some people just don't have, like you mentioned, natural light, then there's actually something called a light therapy lamp where you can get off of Amazon um, and also other online uh, therapy stores where it's artificial light that mimics our circadian rhythm. So the light artificially stimulates the hormones and the neurotransmitters to boost our mood and overall feelings of well-being. So you can really take advantage of some of these innovations really in light as far as that artificial lighting goes. But I think also, so that's really helpful to know. I think another thing that is interesting to me is that in my home, I find that, okay, it might not be flooded with light all the time, but there are definitely moments of the day where the light can like seeps in. And sometimes I actually structure my day that 
I'm around at that time at home to observe that and take it in and kind of see the light flooding in. Even if it's like a couple of hours in the afternoon, I try to really take advantage of those times in my home and just like almost just take a moment to notice that and be aware of it. And maybe if there's a, if it links up with my lunchtime, I might take my lunchtime at that point where I'm eating in a sunny spot in my, in my, my main room kind of thing. So I think there's a certain awareness that a person can have of even when the light is pretty in their home, when it's calming and uplifting and take advantage of that, even if it's different windows throughout the day. Yeah, I, I absolutely really love um, being in the moment and being mindful of, of that. And um, that's part of my um you know, psychology background of helping people being in the moment and being present. Um, so using your home as your place of pause, as I, you know, teach people. So it's not just your place to just sleep and, um, in between of going out to work and, um, you know, it's not just your place to just be in between of, of staying busy you know, it's, it's really a place to um, reset and be intentional. So uh, I think catching that light, as you say, is a wonderful, uh, yeah, I just love how you've mentioned that. Yeah, I love how you're saying it too, because for example, on the weekend, maybe if I know that the light is in this one chair spot at around two o'clock or so, maybe I'll curl up with a book over there at that point and really take that in. So I love that just way of thinking about it. You were also mentioning to me when we were talking earlier about treatments for your windows and how that can really affect the light that you get. And I know I have a personal experience with this, but I, which I'm going to share, but I'd also love to hear in general what your advice is for people in terms of window treatments and maybe also paint color and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's, that's another really important um, way to use your home <clears throat> and maximize that natural light. So I just had a design client meeting um, last week where we were discussing that because in um, the past, plantation shutters, at least where I live, was a, a real trend. And now um, it's a downward trend, but I had a design client, you know, for sentimental reasons, they, they had a hard time to let go. Um, not only that, though, it was very, very, very darkening. Um, for their space. And so I had a, you know, we kind of had a discussion of, of what was best for their space. And I had mentioned to them how darkness really affects your dopamine and your serotonin levels. And dopamine is another hormone in our brain that um, affects our mood. And I was mentioning to them that for their activities and for their family relationships in the living room, it would really behoove them to take down the plantation shutters and maybe get woven shades and drapery that would really increase the natural light. And it would really invite their family to want to come into this space now because they were complaining that they just didn't want to use this space. It was not inviting. They felt like, blah, you know, just right. What is a space for years and years? It just was like an uninviting space. Right. So the light really helps with that. What I find interesting is my neighbors, I can see right into their apartment. It's like rear window situation in yes. my, in my um, living room. Um, what helped me, cause I used to have 
similar to these shutters you're talking about, I used to have wooden blinds, mm -hmm. but I would always keep them kind of closed because I didn't want to see directly into my neighbor's yes, living tough. room. And I didn't want to be in a fishbowl myself. But what I found really helped when I changed that, I got regular shades, but also a second layer of just sheer privacy yeah. shades, which let the light in, but yeah. also blocks the exact view into my neighbor's living room. So I really, and I think many people around the country, not only in a big city like this, but many people around the country do live close to their neighbors where they do want some privacy. So I find, and I don't know if you agree with this, but those shears as a second layer, to your, you know, to your basic yeah. draperies really helped me get more light in, but still maintain the privacy. And that's exactly what uh, we're going to do. So Ellie, you're exactly in line with how you can maximize the natural light, maintain privacy is sheer or semi-sheer drapery. And design wise, it's a beautiful way to layer textures. Um, and it has a warming and inviting visual effect. It's all in all a design win. Yeah. And what about things like paint color or like even light bulbs, like the coolness or warmness of light bulbs? Is there anything we should be looking for in terms yes. of that? So um, in living room and dining room spaces, you want your light bulbs to, you know, uh, not be too... Gone are the days where it's super warm, right? You don't want yellow light bulbs anymore, but you want it kind of in the middle. You don't want it so white, um, daylight bright, where it feels like you're in some kind of industrial, you know, garage um, situation. So when it's super, super, super white light bulbs, those are generally for tasks like garages, for laundry rooms, and then... And um, you want to look for something more in the medium warm range. Um, and then for the uh, so living room, dining room, it's more like medium warm. Um, so that's kind of like the, the warmth level of light bulbs that you're going to look for. Um, and then very rarely, unless it's personal preference, I do still have some clients who just are really used to that warm, warm you know, feeling light bulbs um, from the past. And, you know, that's personal preference. So that's okay. But generally nowadays, it's more towards right in the middle um, warmth level for light bulbs. So you just get, you get brightness, but a nice glow still. Yes, the, a slightly warm glow, but, uh, you know, probably towards more, um, a little more day bright. Gotcha. And paint colored that I guess, you know, everyone loves like kind of a whiter look, yeah. right? And the number one question I get is there's so many whites, which white do I pick? So my go-to, and this is something that everybody wants to know is which white is your favorite go-to white and my favorite go-to white for common walls. In fact, yesterday I was just at a client's house for common walls is Sharon Williams, pure white. It is the best white that isn't too stark. It's not too cool. It's not too industrial, but it's not yellow where it's going to look dingy after a few years. Pure white is your go-to white for everything, for baseboards, for common walls, for, um, you know, trim. It's great. 
All right. You heard it here, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is important information. Yep. And that and that helps, you know, reflect the light in a way that's also yes. soft and comforting and makes a, a room inviting. Mm-hmm. Well, terrific. Is there anything else you wanted to add about this one important, real good thing to optimize natural light in your home? I think flooring is something else I do want to add. I think, um, you know, I'm sure in your um, talks with your audience, there's a lot of talk in the in the wellness space about feeling grounded. And so, you know, quite literally flooring, it is lends itself into us feeling grounded. And there's a trend, obviously, with white oak, and that's a lighter color. But I really, really do feel like psychologically, having a lighter color flooring opens up a space. And so for anyone out there who is thinking about um, changing their flooring color and they can't decide what tone or anything, I really encourage them to think about a lighter color because it really does help the light reflect off the room and it makes the space look bigger and it just makes you feel so much lighter because um, of how the light bounces off even the floor. So that is definitely something I want everyone to consider as far as using natural life, even off your floor. This is just great advice and some things we can all do right away. And maybe some things that we can think about when we're planning for maybe a future renovation. So this is wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for your new book, which is coming out in December and it's called Home Therapy, which sounds right on target. And, um, and I ho- encourage everyone to check that out. And thank you so much for being here, Anita. It's just wonderful to get to know you. And thank you for your insights and um, the answer to that number one question, your go-to white. I love knowing that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ellie. It's been such a pleasure and um, I can't wait to come back. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to take steps to optimize the natural light in your home to make it a place that feels truly good to be in. Go to elliekrieger.com to learn more about Anita Yakota and join me next time for another one real good thing.